Nuclear proliferation. Global pandemic. Famine. Environmental genocide. War. Mankind teeters on the brink of a second dark age. Everywhere you turn, chaos, anarchy, and shadow. In these bleak days, under the fading light, where businesses and the little guy are left for dead on the side of the byway, and people cry out for the rule of law, humanity is at a breaking point where there is no light at the end of the tunnel, and everything good seems to have been barred, or banned, or barred. Two men offer up their voices in the darkness, a shining beacon leading the huddled masses into the safe harbor of good business practices and occasional time travel. Here are your hosts, the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham, and L. Bradley Sheaf. Well, there you have it, buddy. A little bit of White Snake, a very popular 80s band with the title track from their 1984 album, Slide It In, which I thought would be appropriate given the CDC's latest guidelines, which I took a glance at, I guess it was yesterday. But what do you think the CDC's guidelines would be for people who are fully vaccinated, right? Yeah, got both of your shots or just the one shot if that's all you needed. But long story short, you have been fully inoculated against COVID-19. What do you think their guidance would be? Well, I know what it is. Okay. Because I walked, watched the press conference yesterday with the president. So I'm fully aware of what the uh, guidance is. The CDC, I think, as is apropos for our song, is sliding it in to those of us who have been fully vaccinated. And that apparently now, and, and I guess only now, I didn't even realize this, you can take your mask off if you're outside and with people that you live with. I mean, other than that, apparently having the, if you're in your home, if you're in a restaurant, if you're any place like that, you still need to wear a mask, even if you are fully vaccinated and the people you are with are fully vaccinated. If you're outside for a run by yourself and fully vaccinated, then according to the CDC, it's safe to take your mask off. I've had as, it. As long as you're not near it. any other human. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, either they are purposely trying to push everyone to the belief that I've already arrived at, that they're just morons there who have no interest in actual science and just an interest in maintaining control, or they think we're all idiots. Maybe a combination of both. But they, it's all about, you know, this whole thing about the government, what has happened in the last year with this COVID bullshit is, you know, they've sort of used it to foist these government giveaways on people to make them more reliant on government. They've decimated the private sector, just decimated it. And they've now created an environment where people are trying to rehire again and they can't because unemployment uh, benefits are much higher than people would make in base, in base pay in a lot of these service industries. So uh, thank you uh, again, everybody for joining us here on IP frequently, the number one business podcast in the galaxy. And that includes the planet Venus. Uh, getting a lot of good reports from the people out in SpaceX, a lot of the pilots and flight attendants listening to us on their uh, during their travels as they uh, go through the great white north uh, and encounter UFOs. 
Uh, we had a record number of downloads last week. Listeners are piling up. Uh, the number one comment we get is that this podcast belongs uh, on a national platform and we're working on something. We're very excited. I'm very excited. I mean, you know, unfortunately, not only do we not have radio network, I don't even have a radio. Next uh, newsreel, we are not done with the whole UFO odyssey thing. The SpaceX astronauts or cosmonauts or astronauts um, had had their own near miss encounter with a uh, quote unquote UFO unidentified flying object, uh, flying saucer to those of you using the shorthand. Um, but this follows up on the report last week of the Canadian pilots uh, doing the uh, seeing the same type of activity, strange paranormal activity in space. Yeah, I, I myself did not read that article, but if you know now we've got folks strapped into rockets cruising by uh, unidentified flying objects, then I guess we better continue to pay attention to that problem. Again, last this... week we discussed the fact that they, those guys were probably drunk and no one would blame them. But I'd like to think the guys that are strapping themselves to what is effectively a giant explosive would you know stay sober for the process. So maybe we should pay more attention to that. They must be. They must be sober. I mean, to, to do something like that with all the, the bells and whistles and buttons and, and uh, you know, the beeping. I mean, there has to be some level of sobriety. I would hope. Yeah. You know, very often I uh, I wonder what it would be like to be a rocket man. And then I, you know, I could never get over the fear of heights thing. There's something in here with the UFOs and with the SpaceX and with space debris and all this stuff that um, where you can draw some management lessons uh, from it. I'm just not exactly sure. It's not as easy, right? It's not the low hanging fruit, like the COVID thing where you just say fire all the idiots, right? Right. Um, There's something here, but it's, it's a little bit more difficult to get to. Well, I think if you could somehow manage to put any idiots you've employed onto a rocket, that's not the worst possible thing, right? Yeah, as long as you fired it immediately, like the mother-in-law rocket, right? Fired immediately in the opposite direction of you into outer space, preferably towards the sun or the planet Venus. Uh, next, Brad, the big review. Uh, once again, uh, Hollywood get together over the past couple of weeks and what an award show. I mean, what an award show. Uh, what do you think about the winners, the best actor, actress, motion picture? What do you think, Brad? Well, buddy, again, if you've listen to this podcast for five minutes, you know, I didn't watch it. If I give you a list of films, right? Yes. Do you think you could guess which film won the uh, Academy Award this year? Very, very unlikely. Would you willing to, would, would you put your money where your mouth is? Well, my mouth just said it was very unlikely. How about this? I'm going to, I'm going to go through the list of films. You tell me, would you watch any of these films? Okay. Yeah, that seems legit. Let's do it. And I'm going to do my best to pronounce these Correctly. Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay. Right. Sound of Metal. That's easy. Um, Promising Young Woman. Well, is Sound of Metal a documentary that has to do with heavy metal music? Is there I, any chance of that? Because if very, that's what it was, I might watch that. I do like metal music, as I know you do, as everyone who listens to the podcast knows we do. So if that's what it is, I might watch it. If it's not related to music, no, not watching it. Minari. Nope. I have never heard of it. Wouldn't watch it. Judas and the Black Messiah. How about that one? <laughs> uh, unlikely. unlikely. Mank. Mank. Would you be watching Mank? Mank? That's the name Mank. of the movie? 
Mank. That's not a sound effect. That's the name of the movie. M A N K. I mean, Mank. Yeah. Nope. Mank. Uh-uh. But the Oscars sucked. No one watched it. And quite frankly, some of these are already on like Hulu for free. I'm not watching them. Not interested. I would literally rather watch the news. Again, well, it's supposed to be entertaining. How, it's not possible that any of those movies are actually entertaining for regular people. And I guess if you think very highly of yourself and your intellect, maybe you would you know, deign to watch those movies so you could say you did. But if you're just someone who is honest about wanting to be entertained, there's no chance. No, no does. Uh, okay, next is the big deal at Sirius. Harry and Meghan, two of your favorite royals, like mm. really woke royals, right? Really, mm. say that, sir. really woke royals. Really? I can't, I can't even say it once. Royals. Well, they've got $25 million from Sirius to develop woke podcasts, Brad. And, and I get two words for you. IP frequently. I don't, I don't, I don't know that we fall into the woke category, my friend. So but, but, but before we even get into that, let me well, get this straight. So, well, probably to someone for sure. And they'll be loud about it. But so these two jackasses, Harry and Megan, who have just made a soup sandwich of all of the things they've been handed for free. They've been tasked by Sirius Satellite Radio to do a podcast themselves or to just go find people who will do podcasts. They're being paid 25 million. That's U.S. dollars, cash, money uh, to produce feel good woke podcasts for Spotify. That's from the press release. Oh, for, for Spotify, not for Sirius. Uh, Spotify. I misspoke. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Spotify. Okay, so, I mean, obviously they're whores. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. That's the bottom. They'll do anything for money. So that's fine. Good for them. A lot of people let's, like that. Let's just be very clear though. Um, if they are interested in IP frequently, um, you know, reach out to our producer, Jared, and, and we'll, we'll talk. Uh, next, Brad, the big California recall election, full spin. We've got porn stars that are uh, are jumping into the uh, race. We've got uh, uh, Bruce, Caitlyn Caitlin Jenner jumping into the race to be the nice. governor of California. Uh, so, but, but now there is a, there is a um, little, you know, hitch in the giddy up mm-hmm. uh, because I guess they need about 1.5 million signatures to qualify for the recall. And so far, the state of California has thrown out about 200,000 signatures because they didn't meet the ID and signature requirement. Oh, wait a minute. I thought that was racist. I thought you couldn't have an ID and signature requirement. I mean, this, this, this is, it's interesting because during the general election, they weren't doing this type of analysis on balance, but now in the recall election, they're starting to look very closely at those signatures and they need to see the IDs, Brad. Again, I mean, much like the COVID rules, it's all about what's good for you if you happen to be in power, right? If you happen to be in power and it's good for you, then it's a rule. If you don't like it, then it's not a rule and you just change it. There are no absolute truths or absolute best practices anywhere anymore. It's just do what's good for you as long as you have power to be able to maintain that power. And even if what you're now saying to do is 180 degrees out from what you said to do just months ago, it doesn't matter. You just look into the cameras and say, that's what we're doing. In any event, we'll see where it goes. And then finally, we are monitoring the situation where Rudy Giuliani's uh, office has been raided by the FBI. Uh, Certain electronic devices, not including Hunter's laptop, 
have been seized related to the Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Brad, you used to be a G-man. Uh, any comments on this latest happening? So they raided Giuliani's office. Is, is he the subject of the investigation or were they looking for devices that had been given to him related to other people? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, you'll have to ask Rudy Giuliani about that. All I can tell you is that uh, they have uh, raided his office and they've taken information related to the Ukraine, Russia. I mean, it, you know, that's another thing that's never going to end. COVID's never going to end. And the investigation of, you know, Trump's ties to Russia is never going to end. Even though the guy is currently sitting in no elected office, has no control over anything, has no impact on our government. And somehow we're spending time continuing to pursue that investigation. And if I'm not mistaken, they're trying to impeach the guy again for an office he doesn't hold. They have to impeach him. I mean, that's that's part of their whole mantra. They have to impeach. Well, they're going to impeach him because they have. I mean, do you, do you need more than 50 percent of the vote to impeach in the House? You don't, do you? Just need 50. I need 50, 50 plus one. Yeah. So, I mean, they got that barely, but they got and it. And there'll be another trial. And that'll be great. I mean, that's that's what we need to be doing. Batting down the hatches, my friend. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Uh, next, Brad, is the award-winning Venera Chronicles. Oh, I like it. Those of you who are playing at home, um, including the great uh, Nikita Volkov, Nikolai Volkov, Nikita Khrushchev, one of, the, one of those people or a combination of those names. Um, we're very excited. Last week, we talked about Venera 3, which ended in tragedy and disappointment. Venera 4, Brad. Yes. Um, I'm assuming this is going to end differently. I'll bet not. Well, it was launched in June of 1967. Great year, by the way. Great year. Tigers, uh, uh, Danny McLean had uh, 40, uh, 30 wins that year. So let's see. What are we uh, going to dig into this? There are actually two probes, right? There were two uh, Venera 4 probes, both of which were launched at the planet Venus. The first probe of Venera 4. Uh, the second probe was uh, Venera 4A, I guess. Okay. 4-1. I'm not, I'm not sure. It was That one was launched at, on uh, June 12th, right at the planet. And there was a slight course correction on June, uh, July, 20, July 29th, when it was uh, 12 million kilometers away from Earth. Uh, otherwise, uh, the probe would have missed the planet Venus entirely. It entered the, atmos the atmosphere of Venus in October. Um, the second probe was actually called Cosmos 167. It was launched uh, on uh, June 17th. We'll get to that in a minute. But the, uh, the October entry of the um, uh, atmosphere of Venus uh, happened, and then uh, they lost contact with the probe. did say that during the entry into the um, atmosphere, the heat shield temperature rose to 11,000 degrees Celsius. That seems so, hot. I, yeah, I can't, I, you know, we do Fahrenheit here in this country, so I'm not really sure, but I, I mean, 11,000 seems like a lot. Yeah, so that was hot. That was warm. Um, and then that, that they lost contact with that, uh, with that probe. And then the uh, Cosmos 167, which was Venera 4A or B? A? B. B. I, I believe it was Romanet yes. I. For Romanet I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Cosmos 167 was also launched uh, in June of 1967, but that one uh, was destroyed before it uh, left a low Earth orbit. What happened? Don't know. Well, it probably I, I ran into Venera 5. 
<laughs> well, again, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But again, we, maybe next week, uh, Venera 5 will be different. I don't know. Uh, this week in innovation, uh, I'm going to go in order of importance. Most important at the top, 1945, most important, Il Duce. Benito Mussolini was executed, uh, Brad, uh, around this time, hanging by his thumbs. The villagers spat on him. Huh. Well, I mean, can't say I blame them. Number two, most important, 2003, the iTunes store launched. Um, I think your first download was uh, uh, Here I Go Again on My Own by White Snake. Could have been. Our cover band for this week. Maybe it was Could Have Been by Tiffany. I don't know. Number three, in level of importance, uh, the George Washington Bridge, 1931. A true bridge over troubled water was completed. Yeah. Continues to be right up until this very day. Yeah, it's a dump. Uh, and then finally, uh, least important, 1803, the Louisiana Purchase. Nothing really to say about that. I, I uh, Nothing to say about that. It's a blip in history. Yeah, totally irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Uh, let's see. Last this week, Brad, we've got uh, the uh, Bronze Stevie Award winning segment, Barter Band. Ah. What, what was the title song this week, your, your pick of the week? Slide it in. Slide it's like it the in. The CDC's doing to us. That's the CDC. It's like the feds are doing, the G men are doing to old Rudy Giuliani. Oh, yeah. A lot of white snake out there this week. It's like the planet Venus, what it's doing to the Russian space program. <laughs> Just, there it is. Uh, but finally, I guess we have to take a look at uh, the whole underlying set of facts that give rise to the claims against Rudy Giuliani the Russian interference. In our election, the meddling, Brad, in 2016. I mean, remember, we were talking about the Logan Act. Remember the Logan yeah, Act? I do. It, it, something that's been used by, I think, our president, our great president, in his uh, some of his early meetings, talking about uh, some of Trump's actions with regard to Russia. For example, uh, Donald Trump Jr., Brad, didn't meet with that uh, crazy woman who wanted to get them to give her money to help some adoption program. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, yeah. And so totally debunked, obviously we're, we're making, we're making fun. Uh, but story came out this week about the uh, actions of one of your favorites, John Forbes, Kerry, <laughs> the people's choice, yeah. who apparently Brad has been keeping in touch with the government of Iran over the past four years and he had told uh, the Iranian foreign minister, and this came out via the New York Times, uh, no less. Uh, he had told uh, the Iranian foreign minister uh, time and again over the past four years about 200 covert Israeli attacks uh, on Iranian uh, interests in Syria during the Trump administration reign um, term. Uh, had also talked about uh, other instances of uh, U.S. retaliation against Iran. Uh, and it also talked about what could potentially happen if there was a regime change here in the United States. Um, it seems that the talk of the Logan Act has been barred or, or, or banned. banned. Yeah, whatever the more serious one is by the uh, mainstream media, because no one's talking about the Logan Act in conjunction with the actions of John Forbes Kerry, JFK. JFK. Well, I mean, you don't even, the Logan Act may apply, but I mean, why are we not talking about just out and out treason? And setting all this aside, I mean, if anyone listening to this doesn't think that John Kerry is a jackal, if any of that is true, then he is an anti-American jackal. So we can just set that aside. 
But why? I mean, is there anyone on the planet who thinks that the leadership of Iran, I mean, set aside the people of Iran, the people of Iran are the people of Iran. They're just salt of the earth, salt of the earth, right? They want to live their lives. They would like to have some freedom. They would like to have some peace. They would like to be able to make their way in the world. I get all that. I wish all of that for them. Is there anyone who thinks that the leadership of Iran are capable, competent, stable folks who should be allowed to do as they please? You know, if you're out there, raise your hand. You should go sit right next to old John Forbes Carey and, you know, drink from the cup that hopefully he will have to drink from. But why would you do that? I mean, there are certain countries in the world where I could, even if I wouldn't do it myself, I could see where someone would say, well, you know, these are close allies. Their interests are aligned with our own. They have the same outlooks on democracy and freedom and, and individual rights as we do. And, you know, if you're sneaking them a little information through the back door, you know, still a violation, but I can see where you would do it. Why would anyone do that with Iran? Well, I think it's probably got something to do with the fact that he was looking for regime change because here, (laughs) the United States, because it would help preserve his uh, or or maybe resurrect his nuclear uh, deal with Iran that he negotiated as the secretary of state. Why? Because he's woke, Brad. They don't live here, the Iranians. That's a set. Maybe someone should tell Kerry that's a separate country with its own interests that are, oh, by the way, not aligned with ours. John Forbes, Kerry. I mean, that's a good way to round out the show. We've talked about uh, Venus. Uh, we've talked about uh, uh, Bruce K- Jenner. Uh, we've talked about the woke boils. Um, there, there's a lot we've covered here today. We certainly appreciate our audience at sea, in space, UFOs, shortwave radio listeners, live studio audience, whoever they may be, wherever they may be, however they may be listening. We appreciate them all, and we look forward to seeing you again next week here on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently, once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.